Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Hey, Taylor, how are you? Jen, how you doing? Hey! Is this Andrew Rip? It is, y'all. How you guys doing? Life 107.5. Um, it's 27 degrees in Iowa. Wow. Yeah. Smoke, I'm walking around here. I'm in Knoxville right now, just shorts and a t-shirt. Uh. Not to make you jealous, but... To make you jealous. As, you know, my folks live in Texas, <laughs> and so they, they will regularly text me and be like, yeah, your high today's are low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, you guys. That's intense. So yeah. how long do you have until the weather starts to shift? Sunday. Like three days, yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Midwest spring is fun. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Either way, I'm looking forward to coming and meeting you guys, hanging out for a little while. Yeah, yes. it's going to be fun. So um, yeah. Im- important question to ask you. How do you feel mm-hmm. about marshmallow peeps? Um, I would feel probably pretty good about them because marshmallows are one of my favorite things. However, I don't know that I've ever heard of that, if I'm being completely honest. What is this? Like like a peep? The the Easter like candy? The Easter, the, the marshmallow chick? Oh, those. <clears throat> okay. I don't know why I've never heard of that before. You've never? But here I am, learning. Seriously? Learning, live on the air. No, Andrew, never you've never heard of a marshmallow peep? Where have you been living? Under a rock? Never heard of it. Yes, there's a basement underneath my house. Very <laughs> uninspiring. There's no windows. <laughs> and that's where I do things. Wow. You've never heard of a marshmallow peep? I'm telling you right now, as we get to know each other, there's a lot of things I don't know about. I try to stay away from the news, the social media, and the things. Not that, not that you know, marshmallow peeps are big newscasts, but... They're, they're really but, controversial right now. They're about to get canceled. Yeah, the people have been, there's an uproar around these things. Okay. So you're talking about like an Easter bunny marshmallow. Yeah. Kind of, but it's shaped like a chick. Yeah, and it's got like the sugar granules on it. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll be honest with you. If I saw that sitting on a pastry table, I'd probably pass. Oh. Okay. Okay, because Taylor yeah. likes them so yeah. much that I made him eat three new flavors on the air. Yeah, we just did a taste test. We did a taste oh, test. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, sour watermelon, hot tamale, fierce cinnamon, and caramel mocha. Wow, which one was your fave? Honestly, the sour watermelon was pretty good. Because he's nine. So he's nine years old, and his favorite candy, besides marshmallow peeps, are Sour Patch Kids. Exactly. Oh, my word! How did you know that? Is that right? That's 100% correct. Because nobody would choose the sour watermelon if they weren't (laughs) crazy about Sour Patch Kids. You are like seriously good. I either know it all or I know nothing at all. I love it. Do you have a sweet tooth? You know, I here's the deal. I'm on this workout kick right now. So mm-hmm. I'm like full on just staying away from it. But yeah. the answer is yes. I mean it's in everybody's heart. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think people that have have run from it have run from it from it for a specific reason. Yeah. Okay. Even if That's they fair. don't even if they're not being honest with you. So what is your favorite dessert in the entire world if you can have a thing? You guys don't have Baker Square out there, do you? Oh, yeah. We, we do, got yeah. Baker Square. Do you know the French silk pie? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my jam. I'd take down at least a one entire pie during Thanksgiving. My Uncle Jim brings it over. And he knows to bring two. You he mean knows. a whole pie? A whole Baker Square French silk pie? And the whole thing? There's an Andrew pie, and then there's the rest of the family pie. That's right. The Andrew pie doesn't even make it into the kitchen. He just puts <laughs> it on my lap. 
<laughs> gives me a fork. Really? I love that. And you know what? If you don't eat sweets all year round, you can justify a full pie. Yeah, it's but true. You're making up for it. Doesn't your body revolt? Does your brain start to buzz? Do your teeth start to hurt? It does. <laughs> it does. Some things are worth the pain. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm doing the same yeah. thing. I, I've tried to cut down to one sweet per week this year uh, because I'm also on a workout right. kick, and this was kind of my splurging yep. day, and I'm I'm kind of buzzing right now. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. Well, well you might need to wash that, wash those uh, marshmallow peeps down with some sour patch kids. I bet you feel much better. I probably would. Get your I'm body actually... acquainted to something you're used to. <laughs> okay, well. I am not on a workout kick, nor am I trying to avoid any sugar. It, it, I, if it comes to me, I'm happy to accept it. Um, one of the places yep. that I find sugar is in the kitchen when I bake. Um, but recently, I tried yep. to bake something new without a recipe, or at least I didn't follow the recipe. And I came up with one of the worst kitchen fails that I have ever done. I created something that looked like a lemon pound cake, but it was really something yeah. that the Department of Defense could have used to, like, weaponize. Have you, or if you'd like to tell on your wife, ever had a really big kitchen fail? I mean, outside of, like, extreme spills. Not really, because I'm not the guy that's usually cooking. You don't want me cooking. I'll tell you right now. What's an extreme spill? Um, we had a, what do you call them, a Vitamix that went wrong. thought I had the top on. Things exploded. I had bananas in there. I oh, had, I mean, no. This is recent, and it comes to mind because it was just, you know, I have a three-year-old little girl, so I'm used to cleaning up messes, but uh-huh. I don't want to add to it. But I added to it that day. <laughs> I mean, it made its way into the cracks of the, all the cabinets. I mean, it was like on the ceiling. It went everywhere. And when banana hardens, people don't understand oh, yeah. how hard and crusty that gets. It, it ha- yeah. <laughs> That's right. So you know what I'm talking about. You freeze the bananas so they make your shake cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was a mess. So it was a real mess. You seem to indicate that it was a Vitamix thing that went wrong, but it doesn't sound like the Vitamix went yeah. wrong. It sounds like you went wrong. Might have been some user error. Yeah, it might have. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that side of the story. I'm being honest. It was all about What was your wife's reaction to that? <laughs> Luckily, she wasn't around. Oh, perfect. So she might not even know about it. I might have just kind of, you know, it oh, yeah. an entire paper, ta- paper towel roll to clean the thing up. If she noticed anything, it was we had no paper towels. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're done. So I, I do this. Uh, my, my wife works at a hospital, and so she'll have 24-hour shifts. And, like, when I've got the house to myself, like, there's just, I'm going to watch the dumbest movie I can. I'm going to get the worst fast food that I can. Do you have your solo night in the house routine? Yeah, you know, when I'm completely alone at home, I just love to turn everything off. You know, people will binge on Netflix shows usually, but, like, I just like to be in the quiet. You do the opposite. Yeah, I had a couple of year period of time where I let the music go for a while. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story, but in 2016, I put the guitar away thinking I was done. Really? And went on this quest to kind of figure out who I was without music. You know, I picked up a guitar when I was really young and it just became a part of my identity. So I had this really sweet couple of years starting 2016 where I put the guitar away and just got quiet with myself trying to figure out who I was without it because a lot of my worth was wrapped up in it. Wow. Since I did that, it's just like the quiet can be a really scary place if you got a bunch of stuff you haven't dealt with. But I had gone through those weeds and kind of picked them. So when I get quiet, I just, it tastes me. It takes me back to a period of time where I really 
found out who I was. So mm. when I get a loan, meaning like when the house is, is empty, basically you're saying that my little sweet girl, three years old, isn't, you know, running up to me every two seconds asking me to play with her, which is the greatest thing in the world. Well, yeah, there's that too. When you get away from, I need you, dad, for two hours, it's like, okay, I just want to not be needed for a minute. I just want mm. to sit in this space and just be. So that's usually what I do. And I probably will grab a bunch of those you know Barbara's Cheetos? You guys know about these things? They're no. organic Cheetos. Organic Cheetos. Yeah, they're way better than the than the real thing, I'm telling you. <laughs> really? I'm telling you right really? now. Really? Organic yeah, Cheetos? Barbara's. Barbara's. They're Barbara's Cheetos. Get them and then give me a call. Okay. And say thank you because you're going to love them. <laughs> Barbara's Organic Cheetos. <laughs> I bet I of all the those. things yeah, that I thought would be organic, it was not going to be Cheetos. And I will destroy... <laughs> I will destroy those Cheetos every single time. Okay. I have a moment. Because I can't grab them when my little girl's around because then she wants a bowl. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, I'm not going to share my Cheetos. (laughs) No. Well, they cost cost $17 a bag. So, I mean, why would you? (laughs) $750. So, every Cheeto is 25 bucks. (laughs) That's what Andrew's buying with his Jericho money. Yeah. (laughs) That's it, man. See? Now that I can afford them, I go to Barbara. Andrew, I got to say, what you just described, a two-year, did you say two years when you put down your guitar? That sounds like, literally, that sounds like the scariest thing in the world to me. That would be like me hanging up a microphone for two years. You might not need to. That's between you and the good Lord. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Taylor's really hoping I don't. I am. But I, I had that happen. I uh, I was out of radio for about six months because I was at a station that got sold and I couldn't get a radio job for a while. And I it, it was that same sort of thing as I realized how much of my identity was. I'm an on-air guy. I can say things and people listen to me. And, and it was exactly like, okay, who am I if I don't have something that's not yeah, Jesus? That's good. What did you figure out? Well, I figured out a lot. One, that I was wrapped up in becoming something. Mm to feel worthy, wrapped up in a performance, desperate to be like the guy over there that's making it happen and has people showing up and people buying records. And it was like the typical stuff that I didn't think I was wrapped up in. I totally was Mm. and couldn't see because I was busy. Mm. I remember sitting down with some friends. It was probably 2015, right before I put the guitar down. I was like, I had a ton going on. I was on a tour with a guy named Andy Grammer at the time. Yeah in the pop world and I had a song at radio doing decently well. It wasn't like popping off, but it was doing all right. And I had a lot of going on. I sat down with these people that I really respected and I was like excited to share with them all these things I had going on. I was like, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And their reaction wasn't what I thought it would be. Rather than being excited with me, he looked at me and recognized that I was busy. He, he just goes, hey, you sound like you're really busy, but do you feel full? Wow. And the answer was, if anything, I'm completely empty and have nothing to give. Mm. So that's what led to kind of putting it down. I had, following that conversation with some really trusted friends, I wound up having some panic attacks out on the road. And I don't know if you guys have ever had a panic attack. They're really scary. You know, you feel like you can't breathe. You feel like you're going to die, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get through it eventually. You start, you know, for me, just taking deep breaths, slowly concentrating on the breath to get through the moment of panic. But that's what pushed me into stopping and putting the guitar down. I physically couldn't 
do what I was doing anymore. I was, my body was like reacting. Mm. Yeah. I put it down. And in the midst of that time, I just realized like there was nothing I could do. There was no achievement I could gain that could make me more worthy. Stepping into the fullness of who I was just from birth rather than who I am because I make songs that people sometimes enjoy listening to or purchase or find valuable. God finds me valuable without a guitar. He does. And that just went a long way with me. Yeah. And now that I know that about you, the fact that five years later, six years later, you're on tour with Mercy Me and Rend Collective. I'm telling you, I, I don't even know. Like This wasn't in the plan for me. Andrew Rip didn't have this on the horizon anymore. I had let it go. I was writing down dreams that I had and letting them go in my journal. I was literally like kissing goodbye the idea of one day maybe my little girl sitting side stage watching her dad play a live show. Like That was mm. a dream of mine. Wow. And I, I wrote it in my journal. I was like, I'm going to let this go. I let go. Every musician has a dream of going to the Grammys one day. I wrote that in my journal, let it go. Cut to three years later. I wrote this song in my journal, not in song form, just in journal form. It was called Rescue Story. Mm-hmm. And wound up, a friend comes over. I shared this kind of idea with him. He's like, man, it sounds like a Zach Williams song. And I was like, bro, who's Zach Williams? <laughs> I'd been in that cave. Yeah. He's like, Zach Williams is an artist. He's incredible. Listen to this song. He played me Chainbreaker. Chainbreaker had just come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy's crazy. Yes, I would love to get him this idea. Hmm. And uh, my friend Ethan, who's a songwriter in Nashville, sent it to Zach and wound up getting it on his record. Anyway, long story short, that song wound up nominated for a Grammy in 2020. Yeah, it did. So dreams that I let go of in the season of finding out who I was without my desperate, like, trying mentality. I mean, those dreams came to pass by me resting. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Letting them go. Yeah. And giving them to God. And then he made them into something so much better. Letting go isn't giving up. Power move sometimes. That's the thing we need to do in order to get through to the breakthrough, which is like, put the sword down for a minute and rest. We need sleep. We need to figure out. We need to let our bodies rejuvenate and our minds and our spirits rejuvenate. We're just busy trying to make things happen all the time. We're in such a hustle culture and we just like idolize this hard work thing. That to hear you say something yeah. like that is, it's crazy countercultural. I mean, I find that God is often doing the opposite thing that I think I should be doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to make this call so, to make sure I'm all, on all the playlists. It's like, okay, you going to do this or am I going to do this? Hmm. Then you don't make the phone call and you wind up on the playlist. That's just kind of <laughs> how he works. It is. I love that. It's so good to talk to you, Andrew. This is the third time that we've interviewed you, and all three times I've ended up in tears. Yeah. God uses you to say oh some God. really important things. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm really grateful. Thank you guys for spending the time with me, and I hope to get to see you guys when we come up there. The Taylor and Jen Podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.